0: Yes, hello, and a very warm welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech podcast where we bring you every week everything that is fun, exciting, and innovative in the digital procurement space, bringing you solution providers and industry experts to give their slant on a specific digital procurement problem, or solution that a digital procurement provider can solve. And this week, we're actually going to be doing something a little bit different because it's going to be for the first time where we're bringing on a case study where a customer is going to walk us through their digital procurement journey and what brought them to ultimately source and do business and contract with the digital procurement solution that they decided to go for. So the reason I like doing these is I think storytelling and case studies are so much more powerful than asking questions to a a founder or a CMO of a software company. And I'm really, really glad that we've managed to get both a customer and a software provider on at the same time to be able to tell their particular story. So I would like to introduce this week's guests to the show who are Birger Longedal from Ignite Pro- uh, Procurement and Aunt Roma from one of their customers, SEG Automotive. Very warm welcome, gentlemen, to the ProcureTech podcast. Thank,
1: Thank you very much. much.
0: Okay, so before we dive in, let's just do a quick introduction to set the scene. So maybe, Aunt, if you could go first, if you could just briefly introduce SEG Automotive, size of company, size of business, number of employees, uh, and the sector that you're in, that would be fantastic. And then we'll go over to you, Berger. Uh,
1: so my name is uh, Ant Roma. Um, I'm a senior manager in purchasing controlling uh, for SEG Automotive. A German uh, automotive supplier located in in Stuttgart. The company size is, I would say, a a large, mid scaled company or a small corporation, as as you want to call it. We have about uh, 7,000 employees worldwide on uh, various locations. So, in in total, we have 14 locations. Um, We have uh, as a revenue more than 1.5 billion uh, euros as a revenue per year. Company uh, products are as the name says, mainly automotive. Uh, we also have some, some uh, industry uh, applications. We're focusing historically on starters. So this is where the business started when we uh, uh, were still with Bosch uh, decades ago. We started with the starters and then quickly came the generators in. Now our product portfolio is also completed by the um, Boost Recuperation uh, Machine uh, um, for, for the 48-volt uh, business. And now we are also uh, starting with the, with the electrification strategy to enter this market.
0: So, so sorry, so you are actually carved out from Bosch, I understand as well. So the company was spun off from Bosch as a corporation.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So we, we have been spun off uh, um, completely in the uh, beginning of 2018. The uh, decision has been done uh, two years before um, from Bosch strategically to carve uh, this business unit out. To widen, I would say the focus uh, from from very dependent on automotive automotive sector to to a more brighter one.
0: So, with that background in mind, then I guess that gave you a bit of a a fresh slate in terms of. Carving out what you wanted to have as an independent company in terms of software and processes and procurement structure, which is which is great to have sort of in the background. So, Berger, over to you. Just briefly introduce um, Ignite Procurement and sort of some of the solutions that you offer, and then I think we'll we'll dig into then some of the challenges that SEG have faced and and how Ignite was able to address them with their solutions. So over to you, Berger. Yeah, thank
2: you. Uh, thank you, James. So um, my name is Berger Langedahl, I'm co-founder of uh, Ignite and chief revenue uh, officer here, um, uh, former consultant in, in BCG. Where I met my co-founder as well. Um, we uh, started in Ignite. Uh, started Ignite in two thousand and sixteen. We're a Norwegian uh, SaaS company. Uh, have around fifty employees today. Backed by solid investors here in Norway, and also um, uh, partnerships both on the product side and and also on the consulting side. So what we do is that. Uh, we are building and delivering a spend management solution with a clear vision to make strategic procurement easy. And the core of our offering is data management and procurement analytics. And then we build surrounding features on top to to help uh, procurement functions out there reach their uh, objectives. And the reason we started Ignite back in 2016 was based on our consulting experience that we saw we saw that all of these projects we we did with the focus on procurement they realized uh, a tremendous roi for the customers and we saw massive potential uh, potential there and and we asked ourselves how could that be and what is our role in it and we uh, found out that we our primary value contribution then was that we were very good in collecting data from different sources, processing it and making it into relevant decision material for the clients that we work with. And combined with the expertise of those functions, when they have the data and insights needed to make the correct decisions, they realized a lot of value. However, back when we uh, started in 2016, we didn't find any good solutions for it. So the way we did it was to really burn the midnight oil in Excel and PowerPoints and so on. Um, and also made it difficult to hand over the projects to the clients afterwards with complex Excel sheets and so on. And that is why we, what we would like to address with, uh, with creating Ignite.
0: That's great. Thank you, Berger. So that really sort of sets the scene in terms of what you do and, and, and how it came about. So aren't maybe over to you. Explain to me a little bit SEG's procurement function in terms of, t- tell me a little bit, a bit about its current level of maturity and, and also have you done any other work previously or did you inherit any legacy systems from Bosch that were also part of your digital procurement infrastructure, or or were you just approaching this from the position of using an ERP system and Excel and SharePoint?
1: So as as discussed before, um, we have been carved out from Bosch in 2018. Bosch obviously has a has a very well developed uh, system landscape, um, which uh, which is also uh, maintained by by various of people and and developed by them also in house mainly. Um, these all these tools we we could we could not uh, um, further use when we have been carved out. So this this was a uh, uh, let's say a, a big interruption. So we starting very quickly to 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 introduce uh, a tool which is consolidating at least the SAP machines, and then we are very much handling um, the um, the need for reports and data with. Uh, with Access database, uh, with with Excel, with reports in PowerPoint uh, to fulfill the needs also in our purchasing organization. The purchasing organization itself, uh, well, firstly, um, it was um, partly uh, uh, taken over from Bosch, but for quite a little part because uh, Bosch has a central purchasing organization um, and, and the main resources have been staying there. So uh, a lot of new people uh, from outside came uh, to our purchasing uh, to our purchasing team, um, and setup-wise, we started basically as we had been doing it with Bosch, but now quickly changing and adapting um, to a to a medium-sized company and, and away from a large corporation, um, because we we do not need this structure as Bosch maybe has, but we we wanted to be leaner, we wanted to be more efficient, but in the same time. Uh, very much also uh, tailored uh, to the needs of our customers and suppliers. So um, this this was yeah. the target in it, um, and uh, and phasing it with uh, with access reports and with with Excel. So it's, that was the status uh, some some time ago. While well, the challenges we had was basically improving our service with uh, with limited resources and uh, extending our our tasks. And uh, this this is where we we basically started uh, to to look uh, in in the in the market to check what we what we can do to improve uh, our reporting and our uh, decision making landscape
0: so if i just summarize then really you had quite a mature purchasing organization and new people coming into the business but the classic problem of being expected to deliver more with less and you were really Hampered by the fact that the data was in lots of different places and and you were having to manage that through through excel spreadsheets and and I guess as well you were using multiple e r p systems or having data coming from a a number of different sources too so I guess then from that you had a pretty clear idea of of what you thought you wanted a digital procurement solution to do in terms of some of the challenges you faced or the pain points that you wanted it to solve. So I guess the logical next question would be then, how did you go from your, on your journey from understanding what the problem was to be able to figure out what solutions were, were out there? Were, were you approached by Ignite or did you have market knowledge of them or did you engage in a more structured RFI, RFP process?
1: So when, when we were looking for different solutions, uh, we, we first made a, made a list of companies we, we already know or we already uh, have business with. So with our uh, provider of, of, the, of our SRM tool, then uh, we, we had some internal BI system we were looking at. Uh, we had um, also the uh, function in, 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 in Excel, the Power BI. Which was introduced uh, to us, and we were checking also if this this reporting can uh, fulfill uh, our needs. Uh, and uh, well, for the last point, we had or we have a, a digitalization team, uh, which is also going on 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 different fairs and then uh, checking in the market for 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 companies for different applications. And I think the first contact uh, was uh, was through this digitalization team. And I think namely from, from our director from Indirect Purchasing, uh, Berge, correct me if I'm wrong. That is correct. Um, and uh, there it was, the first contact, I think, in the end of 2019 already. While we were collecting all the information in 2020, we had some delay also due to COVID and due to uh, um, timely restrictions. Well, basically, we started to do a scorecard saying, okay, we were checking uh, with, a, with a different uh, uh, provider of uh, of solutions. Which we know, which you got in touch with on the different fairs, and and uh, and, and was the uh, was the result of an internet search and also the internal ones. And then we we started also with with ignite in the same time a pilot, as we also did uh, some some checks with the other companies. And during the pilot phase, uh, um, I think it was was quite obvious to us which company can fulfill the needs we are having.
0: That's really interesting to hear, and I'll tell you why because you've approached it in three very different but very useful areas that you know you had some internal knowledge you were going to you were going to fairs and then you were also doing market research independently of that and being able to gather that market knowledge and bring all of that into one into one place i think is really powerful because just looking on the internet or just doing an rfp to some of the bigger names out there that everyone has heard of, I genuinely don't think you would have got the same results and the same outcome as as what you're seeing now. So Berger, maybe over to you. So you get a really interesting client that's a pretty big company that expresses interest at a trade fair where do you then take that journey in terms of trying to understand what their challenges and pain points are and, and understanding whether what you can offer them is a, is a viable solution for the challenges that they're facing?
2: Obviously, um, a, bit, a bit simplified, but, but the first thing we always do when we meet new companies is to understand, number one, if, if we can solve their challenges and also engage in discussions uh, on their requirements, business objectives, to ensure that we can actually solve them in, in driving measurable uh, business goals. And in the case of, of SEG, uh, it was clear that consolidating, harmonizing data from, from different data sources, uh, that is a very common challenges challenge that we, we see, and we're very used to address uh, that. And, Addressing it without technology uh, is is very difficult, and also democratizing, making data more dynamically accessible um, is one of our key offerings uh, as well. And lastly, I would say that the the SEG team they very quickly impressed us with both from the procurement side with very structured, rigorous procedures, processes, uh, combined with a very strong desire to improve uh, and digitize their procurement uh, processes. So and during our early dialogue, we were, um, we were convinced that we could really make a good uh, success story out of this. We could really support... Uh, uh scg uh and wanted to to invest in that and yeah th- that is an interesting point to me as well where scg uh, stands out in terms of their open-mindedness and willingness to improve which makes it really valuable to us as a solution provider as well to to work with and i don't know Ant, if that has to do with the carve out from from scg the, the cultural building or yeah yeah
1: i, th- I think um it has to do with, with a lot of different things. So how, doing uh, or having a carve out for sure um, is 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 a driver of change. So uh, that you anyway need to to touch processes and systems after a long time uh, when when they have been implemented. Uh, so um, then to do another change after some time, it's. it's it's more easy. But on, on the other hand, we also have a lot of new people in the company. So we get spirit from a lot of different companies of often coming from medium sized uh, companies. And, uh, well, in, in regards to the, to the project itself, um, not, not the first implementation of a reporting, uh, of a reporting tool, which I have done. So I could already uh, take some, some experience from former companies I have had
0: so just a quick interlude because there are a couple of things that i really want to make you aware of because i think they will be valuable for you so number one we now have a monthly newsletter where we bring you curated content of everything that's happening in the digital procurement space if you want to get that just head to procuretechpodcast.com forward slash newsletter enter your name and email and we'll get that delivered straight to your inbox number two if you're ahead of procurement or a center of excellence leader, and you're perhaps a little bit confused or overwhelmed with what's out there as best of breed digital procurement technology, especially if you're a mid-sized business, schedule a call with me. There's a link at the bottom of the show notes in this episode. Just hit that schedule a call link and we can have a quick chat to understand your challenges and what potential solutions out there may be suitable for your organization. And now let's get right back to this week's show. So if I look at the size of your company, you said, I think, 1.5 billion euro turnover, if I'm not mistaken. So that's in the world of digital procurement, you would definitely be a target customer for some of the bigger enterprise-level digital procurement suites. And it would indeed have been the lazy option to to just go out and, and pick one of those given their market share and 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 their position in the market. So what were the key factors that drove you to look for a best of breed solution and ultimately choosing to go with Ignite rather than going with I guess the low risk or, or lazy option of an all-in-one suite that is well-known on the marketplace who I'm sure your CFO was probably pushing you down that road or, uh, you know, and so, because business, businesses of that size generally, you know, especially in German business culture as well, are, are often quite risk-averse. So be interested to hear what drove you down that path specifically.
1: So um, it was not from the beginning clear that we will uh, take a best-of-breed solution. So it was, it was, uh, it was a journey uh, starting to uh, to 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 check what we what we have as options uh, internal and uh, and external also with the, fer- with the with the with the ferries or, or um, and, and just to get to know the market what is in there what is a you call a best of breed uh, solution or what is a full size uh, solution we were also discussing it with companies offering this 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 full scale solutions. We just had the impression that um, it was it was very static, so it was like it. You 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 got to offer a solution. Maybe you can uh, do some specifications here or there, um, but first of all, it's it's a, it's a standard you need to fit in. So your need business needs to fit into the standard of the company, and secondly, um, we had the impression it was not. Enough speed uh, in, this, in this company is also an implementation, not enough flexibility. And uh, when we started off with with Ignite, we had from the beginning uh, the impression that that Ignite has a very strong interest in us. First of all, that they are they are willing to develop it with us together, like like a project, not like uh, selling us a product. But uh, we saying, okay, uh, our needs are this and that. Uh, we have uh, here is our data structure. Uh, we have needs from our matrix organization. Uh, we have meets, needs from our regions. Uh, we we have needs in terms of negotiation preparation, which we are not fulfilling right now. And so we started off to to build up the essential, um, which was very fast and and and, and very easy. Uh, Berger, can you recall how long it take? It took weeks. How many? I think five or six weeks.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that is uh, that is correct. Uh, um, and, and that is, I would say, one of our key differentiators that we can um, get very quickly up and running and uh, and obviously also tailor it to the objectives of, uh, of our customers. So I think you're correct, uh, Ant.
0: And I think, and I think one thing that you sorry, I think the one thing that you didn't touch on as well, though, that's very, very important, is that if you go for one of these more established enterprise level suites, not only does implementation take a long time, and like you say, they're not offering a huge amount of flexibility or, or agility, but just the sheer cost of implementing it. I mean, you you need an army of consultants and a six figure. IT budget usually to be able to implement the thing because it's it's so complex. Whereas what I'm hearing is that ignite size and agility was a real asset. So while while they may have not had that depth and and breadth that that one of the bigger companies have, just their agility and the the, the ability to 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 sort of flex and, and adapt and improvise with you. Sounds like a, an advantage rather than a disadvantage.
1: You, you know, you know, James, coming from Bosch, uh, where the developments are very, let's say, let's say, very deep, and 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 also um, the the uh, the software tools are, are are quite mighty, but it takes a long time implementing it. Um, it was it was to us it was uh, very impressive starting uh, here with uh, well here is a set of data. Let's let's try to to uh, to start with the basic uh, reporting, and then within a few weeks we were presenting our management figures from uh, from a test system, which have been uh, actually uh, the, the the same values as as our uh, our reporting system before, and the numbers were matching, and um, that was very impressive, uh, also for our management and for our um, uh, for our stakeholder here from from purchasing and from controlling, and uh, and I think that was also the decisive factor here, saying here. We, within a few weeks, we are able to to implement the basic reporting. Uh, after half a year, we will we will get it fully set and running.
0: And speed of implementation, when you consider then the impact then on what, on what areas of spend it can highlight where there is savings potential or cost or cost containment potential. Maybe now in an in, in an inflationary market, especially in automotive that is a real bottom-line driver to the business, isn't it? Even though finance often don't like looking at things like cost avoidance, uh, it is a very genuine asset that a nimble, agile company and a simple-to-use software solution can offer versus something that requires maybe weeks of training and, and super users to to get the most out of it. So, Berger, you sit kind of in in a little bit of a position where you're offering more than a classic best of breed solution because you're doing spend analytics and data crunching, but you're also doing doing things on the contract management and the SRM side, how would you respond to the accusation, well, that you're not really a suite, but you're not really a best of breed solution? And I guess the second part to that question is logically as an extension of that, do you think that there is a growing market for kind of a mini suite that can offer more than one problem, but further to what Arndt was saying about the real benefits of agility and implementation, you know, are both priced competitively and can, you know, offer a lot of the functionality of some of the bigger suites?
2: Hmm. My take on it would be that I would argue that, that we are best of breed within data management and procurement analytics, which is really at the core. Uh, of our product and our capabilities within cleaning, consolidating, harmonizing, also enriching customer data with AI third party uh, integrations uh, and subsequently turn it into actionable, relevant insights uh, that also leverages synergies across all these data sources. In my opinion, it, we're, we're very strong there, and, and, and a best of breed solution. But still, as you mentioned, we do have contract management, we have project management assessments, and we're working on a sourcing feature uh, as we speak, advanced alerts, and so on. That that really goes into the mini suite uh, direction. But to us, it's not it's not about best or of breed or suite. I would say it's more about building those features where we have expertise. We see a clear opportunity in the market where we can solve problems better than they are solved today, as well as incorporating features that have clear synergies with uh, with our existing functionality. Um, and I also, uh, in terms of the question, uh, if if we see a growing market for for mini suite uh, solutions. I would say that what we have observed is a trend going from uh, enterprise suite solutions to a more focused, best of breed ecosystem approach where modern APIs uh, allowing for selecting, connecting different solutions has been a key uh, enabler for that. More recently, however, I I think, we believe there is a tendency of more consolidation to mini suites, uh, by the best of breed solutions being uh, bought or joined forces with complementary uh, providers. So, even though integrations between modern APIs is is possible through the best of breed uh, uh, approach, we, we it is also a recognition that they these integrations. Uh, aren't always as seamless as they should be and with different user faces uh, it makes it hard to take it from analytics to concrete actions and measurable uh, results so that is a bit of the background why why we are going in the mini suite direction to put it that way
0: yeah and it, it it makes a lot of sense it's and it's interesting to get your thoughts on where on where you see the market going because clearly there is going to be a critical limit of how many individual, separate best-of-breed solutions you can you can run together. And I guess if I go on uh, back to you, the the two obvious things that ignite doesn't cover, and Berger alluded to the fact that they're developing a an, an e-sourcing module. But the two things that it doesn't cover are, are sourcing and procure to pay. So looking more towards the road ahead how are you going to ensure that ignite is able to to communicate with other areas of your it landscape or digital procurement landscape if perhaps somewhere along the road you're looking at implementing a a p2p suite to to perhaps take that out of your erp system
1: yeah so i, I think that uh, um burger has mentioned with the with the mini suite so there are different customers uh, uh, in the market for for ignites so we as an automotive uh, company are different than a, than a real t- retail company so uh, for us for example let's say an, an, an SRM demanding a different different functionality from an SRM or contract management than maybe a retail company or, or other production companies have because in the automotive industry we have some special needs which have been to be fulfilled and uh, and and for us here, um, we are mainly focusing on on three main pillars: is is our ERP system, which we will and we uh, will be about to be changed soon. It's it's our SRM, uh, and it's and it's ignite uh, as reporting, and with the with the other best of breed solutions, we we are trying to implement this with, with the open APIs um, okay. into these three different systems uh, where it makes sense and where the stakeholder will have it as a as a glance and where they can. Then uh, when, when they need more detailed information or to steer uh, their business, uh, then just jump to, to the best of breed solution.
0: So so your your P2P process is still going to be run through your ERP system? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So looking then ahead, we're obviously now, I mean, I'm recording this in September. It's going to be, good. it's due to be published in December. We're, this is classic business plan or business planning time for, for 2022. Given where you are now with the data and the analytics and the visibility that Ignite is, has given you, what does that give you that you weren't able to do you know, this time a year ago?
1: So we, we have been implementing Ignite now um, starting on, on July. Um, so um, now the, the, the real usage now started now the, the last weeks. Uh, what we can see are are several things. So, um, the the request to do uh, special reports to to us as a controlling function decreased. Uh, so our resources are are open to 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 fulfill other needs uh, in terms of business steering to to our management. This is the first thing. Uh, second thing is that we can we can do uh, global meetings um, within the the purchasing community. Without huge preparation or without uh, creating overviews, but quickly uh, jumping to ignite, uh, the, the the figures are trusted since uh, we, we from more or less day one uh, we are reporting the same same figures in 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 ignite, but also in our traditional reporting.
0: And you say that so lightly, but it's such a it's such a massive boost, isn't it? If if everyone is using numbers that they trust and they they know are, that they know are reliable. That's a massive plus
1: that's that's the key enabler in the end so if, if the graphs or the functions can be as nice as, as they are you can have a great uh, drill down you it's it's very intuitive it's it's more like an app than, than, than a system sometimes uh, so it really everybody can understand the basic functionalities at once uh, but if the if the figures are not correct in there nobody will use it. Uh, and, and and this this, uh, this has been one of the key uh, success factors also for Ignite that we we have been testing it very quickly implementing it and uh, and the, the the figures now are trusted also by our purchasing community. We can do reports and we can do steering, which have uh, had uh, has been very difficult for for the uh, for the purchasing in terms of self assessment. Uh, and and now uh, since uh, we have Ignite and not Excel or or, or Pivot or. or or uh, PowerPoint, they can can do it by their own uh, very quickly and uh, and without uh, asking us and um, without an additional training here.
0: And as a former category manager, that is music to my ears because I used to, the worst part of putting together a category strategy or a savings plan was always knowing, what do we spend with these suppliers? We just don't have the data, so no, I completely get that. So, So Berger, based on this implementation and Obviously, SEG being a pretty big client for you. What are your what are your lessons learned? Or what have you what have you got from this that you can take and apply to the design of your product to, to, to be able to, you know, develop and improve what you're already offering?
2: yeah so the the partnership with scg or it has evolved into a, a very close uh, collaboration where i think both scg and us see great potential uh, going forward so we have numerous initiatives uh, together and and ultimately with uh, their um yeah, willingness, desire to improve uh, and change. And also with the specific challenges uh, SEG have, they have provided great input to us and, and basically helps us in product development by by openly sharing uh, sharing these points. So um, one uh, example that we're working with productifying as we speak together with uh, SEG is uh, automatic integration of commodity prices to uh, uh, with, with their spend uh, data and we're also we will also be looking into the negotiation process as uh, as uh, aunt uh, mentioned so several uh, opportunities and we also have more on our uh, more long-term uh, ideas for further development that would help both SEG, but also similar uh similar companies so uh, apart from uh, being fun to work with uh uh, and um it also provides a lot of value to us with uh, working with a company that uh, invests so much in in making this a success and also wants to drive it even further
0: and do you think there will be more more collaborations or official partnerships between different providers in the best of breed space so as You know, P to P being the obvious example, if you're not looking to develop and understandably not develop that, are you are you looking to team up with someone in that space so as you can sort of refer or go as a joint solution into a potential customer that needs to do a complete digital transformation and then you're almost then able to offer them an alternative to something like Ariba or Cooper?
2: Yeah, and um, currently, uh, we, we don't have very clear plans on that, uh, uh, James, but we have uh, discussions with uh, several different uh, providers. Our our main ambition is to, to become a leader when it comes to helping companies work more strategic with procurement, utilizing uh, the full value and unlocking the full value of their data. And... and Uh, We don't have currently plans to move into um, operational uh, or or the P2P uh, segment, but uh, that is for sure something that we will look deeper into. So for the time being, we have focused on consulting partnerships, uh, third party data providers uh, and uh, a few detailed uh, partnerships on on the product side.
0: So very bright future from what I can tell for both of you with, uh, with both the implementation and some of the lessons learned and, and plans for the future. So gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me today. It's great to hear an actual successful case study that's really sort of fresh and just being implemented. If anyone wants to learn a little bit more about Ignite uh, Burger, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you?
2: Yes, uh, I would recommend to go to our web uh, site igniteprocurement.com. Uh, you could book a meeting with us directly there or send us a uh, send a request uh, to our team and we will uh, reach out uh, uh, shortly.
0: There we go. The biggest thing to come out of Norway since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Manchester United coach. Uh, so, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Great to hear and keep in touch and good luck with the future.
2: Thank Thank you very much, James. Thank you for having us.
0: I always love to listen to a good story and a good case study, and I hope that brought some value to you. Maybe if you're at the start of your digital procurement journey and want to understand some of the decision-making process and how Arndt and his team uh, went about ultimately deciding to go with Ignite Procurement for their digital procurement solution. I'm really, really curious uh, listeners, to get your thoughts and your feedback on whether you'd like to hear more of these these types of episodes around successful stories and case studies uh, of digital procurement implementations, and and you know how these businesses went about choosing the right solution for them. So please drop me a DM on LinkedIn or drop me an email and let me know your thoughts. Because if you do want to, I will definitely look at doing more of these episodes in the future. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Don't forget to follow the page on LinkedIn and subscribe where you listen to your podcasts. So as you get notifications each time we launch a new episode, we publish every single Wednesday new content. Until the next time, take care wherever you are, all the best and chat to you soon. Bye-bye.